Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Oh my heart 
for the best part of the service? Oh, are you happy for the best part of the service? If you are, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. We are about to hear the word of God. Amen. And the word that you are about to hear will change your life forever. It will make an amazing Christian out of you. You will never be the same. It will help you to walk in God's will for your life. Stand to your feet. Put your hands together as we welcome our pastor, God's anointed servant, our bishop, our shepherd, our personal person. He is joyfully reproved. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your majesty, your king of kings, we bow down and worship you. Words cannot explain how great you are. I can serve the whole world you and I can never find someone like you. Words cannot Come on, lift up your voice.
of you were at the convention this past week all right do you think something nice has happened to you if you are sitting by somebody who wasn't at that convention tell them try and listen to the message hopefully it will help you hopefully 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 okay let me give you a few announcements while we are settling down the first announcement that I have for you is that we have a very special visitor coming on Tuesday. Just this particular Tuesday. Amen. Yes. Now, in the many of you don't understand the church's structure, and it's not my I cannot start to explain it this morning. But I just need to say to you that all the lighthouse churches, we have different denominations, different names. We are called the United Denominations. And the United Denominations is normally headed by a convener. The convener, the convenership changes every three, four years. Are you there? So we have a new convener in the person of Bishop Ishmael Sam. Amen. And he is actually the, he's actually going to be visiting Kumasi this week and he would like to pay us a visit so he's coming in on Tuesday night just for one night oh I'm not enjoying your clap you are clapping like you are a leper Bishop Sam is, is one of the he's been in the church for as long as some of us can remember and he's a very prolific pastor. When you say prolific, he has the churches by. Yes, he has the churches. A very a pastor's pastor, a very nice pastor. And you don't want to miss him. So it's a visit that he's paying. Are you there? It's not a convention. He's just visiting us and he's going to talk to us. He's coming in for a program that lasts a week, but just for the Tuesday night, instead of being at the program, he'll be with us. I think we are privileged. Yeah, it's really a privilege. Amen. So you want to be here on Tuesday night and you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Are you there? And then from Tuesday to Friday, there's a conference in town known as in our Bantama Church, the Leaders and Loyalty Conference. And so that's for you to know. Amen. Powerful. Now, from the 1st to the 3rd of March, when you're doing your midsems, some people don't have midsems, so I'm still announcing it. Is it okay? There's going to be a gathering of the whole church at our new headquarters in Tikrum. Yeah, there's a, going to be a convention there from the 1st to the 3rd, and Bishop Ntefo is going to be preaching there. Beautiful. 
and then on the 9th of march there's what we call international sunday and you'll hear more about it as it is coming up so there are a lot of things that are coming up and i want you to just take note including a surprise for you for next week i'm going to leave that one for who is going to announce that one okay lp will announce it at the end of the service when everybody is in but let us try to get into the word this morning please do i have my holy spirit my i said holy spirit spirit soul and body available this morning they haven't come yet <laughs> principle number one man is a spirit and where are they he has a soul and he lives in a body and over these past how many weeks we have been having some three people up here and they demonstrate for us that scripture in first thessalonians 5 23 that we are spirits usually the spirit is the smallest one we are soul and we are body the soul is still smaller than the body indicating that we don't know much because that's where the mind is i'll come to that but let's continue principle number two the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked not the body i'm talking about the spirit are you there that's what happened to adam and eve after the sin they were dead to god cut off and that brought and gave us some inherent wickedness Eesh. are you there as the ukraine russia war is going on one of the things they are trying to deal with is the wickedness of man hey ask your neighbor you if nobody was controlling you what would you do <laughs> Look, it's because of control. So, you even home that you have left and come. Look at how you have changed from how you used to be. Just because those who were watching over you at home, some of you SHS, you were a nice, cool guy. Look at what you have become. Some small control that they've removed. Then, if all control was removed, I don't know. I just don't know what will happen to us. Are you there? But what happens is that when you are born again, when you are not born again, your spirit is dead. And that's why you go to hell. You go to hell because you can't be where God is. Amen? Because as for your spirit, it will live forever. It will live your spirit, your spirit, the one that goes. It leaves earth, but it goes somewhere. Uh-huh. It's understanding coming. I've explained it, so I can't go back into detail. You can turn to the podcast and listen if you have questions. Amen? Then we went on to say that the spirit of the saved man so the one who has given his life to Christ is his spirit that is changed. Amen? And we said that that spirit is righteous and truly holy. Amen? I went on to teach you that when you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. And that was what led us into all the discussions about what? Whether you're a baby, a baby Christian, a child Christian a mature. today answer that question to your neighbor <laughs> ask your neighbor that you exactly what are you exactly what exactly what <laughs> exactly what are you are you a baby Christian everything you are crying some of you you didn't appear at the convention because you are a baby Christian how you are going to sit up it's like I can't stay up in the night that's how babies are they can't stay up in the night some to you are a child Christian. Anything that people say you believe. To and fro. When somebody comes and says, if you drink your own vomit, you'll be okay. You drink it. <laughs> hey. But then you also can be a mature Christian. 
And one of the signs, there are two main signs of a mature Christian. One is that you are stable. You are stable. Yeah. That's a mature Christian. You are stable. The Bible says that you are able to tell between good and evil. Many people cannot tell the difference between good and evil. Some of you didn't even know that copying is wrong. That's God. You don't speak God. You speak tree. What bong? And you don't even know that. You can't tell your left from your right. <laughs> Another sign of a mature Christian is the presence of the fruit of the Spirit. You know. It talks about Galatians 5.22 up to 25 talks about that. The fruit of the Spirit. You begin to show, you know, some things that are, we can see that something else is operating in you and that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, today, I want to continue with a bit of where I was the last time and move on. We were on, we were on principle number five. We said that after you are saved, your mind is still the same and must be renewed. If you remember, I said to you that you are three in one, so that's body. You don't have a, you know the body okay. And then I was sharing with you that you have a spirit also. This is the part of you that gets born again, that becomes fresh, that becomes new. This is what is born again. But there's another part of you. These two are so closely associated that even in the Bible, the word spirit and soul are used interchangeably because they are so close together. But your, your soul is not born again. No. Your soul contains your mind and your emotions. And when you give your life to Christ, the mind remains as it is. Are you there? How you used to think is how you used to think. You see, the way you think, that's how it is. How it was is how it is. So if before you were born again, you thought that girls are just a tool to use and sleep with. If you don't do anything, even as a born again Christian, you have that mind. That's why have you not met a Christian before you've been surprised the person is a Christian? Have you met some like that before? Yes. They're like, ah, I thought you were a Christian. Now, what is happening is that you have met somebody who has given their life to Christ, so spirit has changed, but mind has not changed. Mind has not changed. Hello? So the mind is still the same. It has to be renewed, otherwise it remains like that. And the emotions are also as they are. So you meet somebody, there are people who are led by their emotions. Listen, if you are led by your emotions, I need to explain to you that you are on the borderline of madness. Emotions. Emotions. If emotions are leading you, you are on the borderline. You are what? Have you not heard somebody quarreling and screaming and you have wondered, are they crazy? Have you wondered some before? That's the emotions. Have you ever found yourself, you're about to do something, you just pause for a moment and then you calm down? Yeah. If you had done that thing, would have said you are mad? Oh, you are very quiet, too. Yeah. You almost slapped your roommate. You would have been rusticated. Yeah. Please tell your neighbor, we don't slap. We don't slap. <laughs> we don't fight. We don't beat. No. But if you allowed your emotions to rule, that's what will happen to you. And there are people who have allowed their whole lives, their emotions are ruling. And no sensenkwa is coming out. <laughs> and so this morning, I want to pick up from here and I want to talk to you about how to renew your mind. 
There's a how. Your mind is inside there. There's nothing. You can't just bring it out and put it on a plate. How are you going to renew your mind? I need to let you see that the thing that renews your mind is the word of God. So if you are somebody who doesn't read the word of God and doesn't listen to the word of God much, then you should know that your mind is as it used to be and that you think like an unbeliever. And unfortunately for us in this nation of ours, that is how we are. If the Christians had renewed minds, we would never even have a problem with elections. It is true. A lot of the people who call themselves what? Not, not easy. Those people who are on the ground, they're counting and doing things. The pulling agents. All of them will tell you they are Christians. All of them. But when they write, the, the, they count the votes and it's 14, they put one for, then they add one in front. <laughs> are you there? When the thing is nine, then they add a zero. It's Christians who are cheating. Are you there? Whose minds are the same as an unbeliever. And stop looking at me as if you are better than they are. You are just as lousy. Now, because you should see that whatever you put into your mind, your mind is like a computer. That is why some people have not been able to resolve their problems. Um, the passport office, they always... One day we were there, they said, oh, now they, everything is online. Right? If you go and you fill your forms online, something, something, and then you get it out. They have forgotten that when they finish putting the thing in the computer, the same stupid human beings are the ones behind there. The same corrupt people, they are the ones behind there. And you are waking up and you say, what? You have 300,000 300, passports people have not picked up. Of course they have not picked it up. When they came, you said it was not ready. So that your cheating, lying, stealing ways will continue. Whatever you put into a computer, that's what will come out. Are you there? Whatever you put in. That's why when you put in bigmama.com, that is why there's porno on your computer. Because that's what you put there. The porno didn't just wake up because some of you say, it's not my fault. The thing just, I don't know how it came. You don't know how it came, saying. You went there. You went there. Whatever you put there, that's what will come up again. Hmm. I'm reading John chapter 15 and verse 3. It just says something. You are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. I'm just letting you see that the word is what is going to work on you on the inside. Let's go to Ephesians 5.26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You see, the word of God comes like soap and water to wash you. Amen? It comes like Isaiah to remove the bad stench and to put something in there. And so, if your mind is going to change, then the word of God must begin to be applied to that mind. Hello? And until you do that, you are going to be the same. You're going to be the same. So today, I'm going to give you a couple of sources of the word of God. The first one is primarily your quiet time. Your quiet time. 
Those of you who say that me, I pray, I pray a lot, but you don't use, you read your Bible, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are wasting a lot of time praying. You are wasting time. Because you will not even know the will of God if you don't read the Bible. So your quiet time is a time that you should have with the Lord every day on your own. I cannot go into detail now, but you'll find it on the podcast. But I want to share a couple of things that the word will do for you and in you. Are you here? Every day you should read something from the word of God. Every single day. Now, when you take your Bible and you put it down, you can even have all the good intentions. But when you pick it up, you, you wonder, where should I read? What should I read? How should I read? So let me give you two or three things that you can do. Mm. You can choose a book of the Bible. When you were a child, you used to sing it. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and Samuel. You have forgotten? Samuel. <laughs> they don't know it. Okay, okay. Open the, the book of contents and decide to read one. Yeah, so that's one way. Another way is to decide to read about a person in the Bible, to study a person in the Bible. Only that you have to even know that the person exists to read about the person. The third way, and I have to tell you that that's the way that I use, is to take a passage every day. That one, you will get it from a, a, a daily reading, a daily guide of sorts. I use daghewardmills.org. Yes, daghewardmills.org. Because every day it gives me a scripture to read and a little write-up. So, yeah, you see, the, 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 the blessing of it is I don't have to sit there and think, so which one am I reading today? Because you can easily be stuck. Are you there? Yeah. So I've given you three ways. I said the first one is what? A book in the Bible. Second one is what? A Bible character. Third one, use a daily guide of sorts. And I'm recommending darkywoodmills.org to you. And you just, also because it is free, the way you are, I know you don't normally spend money. But there are also some daily guides around that you can get. Now, when you find your passage for the day and you read it, you now need to think about it soberly. And this is the part we don't do and this is why our lives don't change. Please, can you ask your neighbor, does your mind work? <laughs> does your mind work at all? Ajay. <laughs> you see... It's true that I'm choking you so that we laugh small, but the truth of the matter is that we are not known for thinking. It's not our main something. It's not our main... Ah, why are you arguing with me? No, no, let me just demonstrate it to you. Let me just demonstrate it to you. Let me just demonstrate it to you. The white man knows his proportion of old people to young people. He has already calculated his problem that 40 years from now he will have too few young people working and too many old people. Do we have an equivalent figure? I thought you said we have been thinking. Are you there? You see, your 
Strong point is also your weak point. That's the general thing. So we, we don't think a lot. Weak point. But that same, we don't think a lot. That's why we are still happy. Because we have not been able to contemplate that. <laughs> we don't think far, so we are happy now. <laughs> now, the white man, that his strong point is also his weak point. His ability to calculate and see his problem. Strong point. But it becomes his weak point because he's unhappy today about what will happen 20 years from now. We, what will happen 20 years from now, we honestly don't give a damn. We don't care. We don't mind. We don't care. We don't care. Ask your neighbor, do you mind what's happening 20 years from now? I mean, we kind of like... <laughs> so, when you come to that realization, then you try to do at least the little that you need to do. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So, it's very easy for us. We read the word of God. Quincy Brady doesn't read the word of God much. But the few who read, they think about it. So, up till today, even in countries that don't believe in God, they don't lie. They don't tell lies. They don't lie. They don't tell lies because the Bible says don't lie. They used to be Christian nations. They thought about it. So lying, they don't lie. We, we read the word of God. We worship, we praise, we dance, we whatever. When we finish, we tell lies. We steal. We do. <laughs> but if you want your mind to change, you now you can see. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And if you do not change that thought process, some of you in your mind, I am poor. So even when you have wealth, you behave like a poor man. You look like a poor man. You behave like you have the worries of a poor man. You can't even, you can't even use the, the, the wealth to save your life. I hope you get it. So something needs to change in there. For it to change, as you have read the scripture, you think about it. And you think, I'm just going to give you some broad lines to think about. Does that scripture say anything about God? Because if it does, then you are learning something about God. Are you here? Does it say anything about God? Many of us, we don't know God. And the reason why we don't know him is that the only way to know him is to know him from his word. We can't see him around. And that's why you think God is bad. God, why did you kill my father? What has the death of a father got to do with God? Your father died because it is natural for human beings to die. To every man, there's a date. There's a date. It's unfortunate, but there's a date. Hey. So if you had been reading, and if you had been studying about God, you will know that he's not walking around to dash you sorrow. The Bible says that the plans he has for us they are good plans to give us a future and a hope. So you'd have known that you were walking around a good person. There are some of you who think that God and Satan are in a tussle. And that they are fighting and then it depends on who will win. And it shows in your prayers. You pray as if the contest depends on you. The church has become very quiet. Because from your Bible, you have not read and thought about it and picked up the fact that as far as God is concerned, the devil is already done for. 
All that is needed now is for you to enter and proclaim certain things. You have not seen the difference. So you think God and the devil, they are are struggling and striving together. Are you in the house? Are you understanding what I'm sharing? It's because you've not thought. So you look at it and you say, this scripture that I'm reading, what does it tell me about God? What does it say to me about God? The next thing, look at it and say, does it give me an instruction? Does it tell me to do something? You see, there are some scriptures we like. The scriptures are very sweet. We like the ones about God's provision. But often we don't see the instruction that comes. Let's just go to my favorite scripture, 15:16, John. Ah, okay, you, this one's not bad. Joshua 1, 8 is a good one. Look at it. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. You just see there, I'll make my way prosperous. I'll have good success. But you don't see what comes before. Says that, please, brother, stay there. He says that you must take the book, that Bible there, and stay on it in order to get the prosperity and the success. Amen? Amen. Let's go to John 15, 16. We want, we like the last part. Whatsoever I ask the Father, he will give it to me. It's not like that, oh. Read what is there. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit. Please, if you are a human being, your fruit can only be another human being. And that your fruit should remain. You only went and brought someone to church once. You never shared Jesus with a person. You never ensured that the person was planted somewhere. He says, when you have done that, then you can now stand there and say, whatever I ask of the Father, he'll give it to me. So look, is there an, an instruction? Is there an instruction? And when you find the instruction, you obey it. You serial fornicators. Hello? Serial. Because there are Christians among you who say, oh, by this modern day, is it possible not to sleep with a guy? Is it possible? Why? Is God mad that he'll write something that you cannot do? Is God out of his mind? Of course it is possible. Are you here? The church is very quiet. Look at another one. It's an instruction. Flee fornication. It's very simple. Run away. When you see it coming, run away. You won't run. You'd rather have taken yourself there, young lady. Nowadays, I've even learned there was a time when a young lady comes and says that she has been raped. And we meet. Oh. Oh. No, no, the guy has not done well at all. And nowadays, man, who says, Jimmy, who can What were you doing there? No, no, wait. You have a room. He also has a room. You got up from your room at 11 o'clock. Wait, why? Why? What even annoys me most is that when you ask the question, then people will tell you that it is victim, sh- victim shaming. Nonsense. You have a brain. Use it. Use it. It's an instruction. When you see the, when you see it, run away. 
don't stand there and tell me that there is the lady. Oh, the lady, she fooled me. That's why. Is that? Hey. <laughs> Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. And it explains to you why. It says that look, all other sins that you commit, eh, you commit them outside of your body, but this one is against your own body. This one is against you. Yeah. Nowadays, when you go to the hospital and they ask you, Have you had an abortion before? And you say one, they write five. That's true. It's a doctor who told me. They write five because they know you are lying. Or the likelihood, no, because it will affect what the, the treatment that they give you. So they would rather assume that because it's normally true. Recently, somebody was doing some research in one of the questions Are you married? The answer is yes. As it continues, between now and how many years ago? Five years. How many partners? You are talking to a married person. No? At this point, the interviewee drops the voice. <laughs> and then you ask, and last year, over the past year, hey, are you there? But look at the instruction God gave. <laughs> it's an instruction. Do you want your mind to change or not? Do you understand now why your life essentially resembles the life of an unbeliever? Yeah. Because you are reading, or if I ask you, did you have your quiet time? Some of you will say, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't pause and think about it, and think about what it's saying and how it applies to your life, a change will not come. Think about it. Think about how it applies to your life. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And you know, if you do these few things, it's going to help you a whole lot. Apart from your quiet time. So that's all this is number one. Number two, I'm talking about changing your mind. Number two, listen to preaching. When I say, in fact, let me, let me, let me rephrase it. Listen to the teaching of the word. Preaching and teaching are two different things. They have their uses. Preaching is where one scripture is being expounded and many times you get excited and you're shouting around. But it's just one scripture. Teaching is where something like what I'm doing this morning, I don't know how many scriptures I've mentioned since the beginning. Are you here? And as you listen to the teaching and you put down the scriptures and check, is it like that or is it not like that? You begin to learn the word. So it's no longer what somebody is telling you. You have opened your Bible and you have seen it there. That's why I'm distressed when you just arrive in church. You don't write any notes. You don't do anything. You don't listen to the word as well. Are you here? I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Yeah. If you write notes on your phone, then you take out your phone. Go on airplane mode while you are in church so that bigmama.com does not pop up. And so that she also doesn't start sending you texts. And he also doesn't send you a text. So where are you? After last night, where are you? When are you coming back? 
you'll not be reading such. And then take it and write down the notes. Amen. Amen. Write down the notes. Put down. You see, it's not only the scripture. What point was the pastor making? Put a little point there. Because you forget. Now, as you do that, and that is why we have podcasts, what we call podcasts or whatever. There are two types, you know. Go there, listen to the message. Listen to it. It's also the word because the Bible says, what? Faith comes by hearing. It's not only my podcast. I never talk about mine. Our father also has a podcast. Very prolific. All the messages are there. Yeah. All the messages are there. Hallelujah. And as you put down what God, you see, and then every day after your quiet time, write down what God said to you. Write it down. Write it down. Amen. Write it down. Write down what struck you. You see, what you are doing, you are reprogramming your computer. Yeah. You are reprogramming. If you don't reprogram it, it will give you the bad fruit that it had some time back. Some of you, you had the, the kind of mind that, oh, as for married, there, we marry so that the children have one name. But after that, Charlie, free for her. It's a mind. It's a mind. Are you there? It's a mind. It's not a helpful mind. But as you read the scripture, you begin, your mind begins to change. And that's why the Bible says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. It is only when your mind is renewed, it says, then you will know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. It deliberately used those words. Good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Wow. <clears throat> is your mind going to change? Those of you who come to church once a week, it's a mind. It's a mind. Okay, let's start with those who come to church once every quarter. Some come once a quarter, some come once a month. It's a mind. You have not understood that your spirit is a child and it needs the pure milk of the word to grow. So as you are feeding on the word of God, your spirit is also growing. At this point, I need to change the spirit and bring a larger person. Where is DP? Good. Thank you. So now, as you have been reading on the word, trying to get your mind to become proper, you realize that your spirit also has grown. You are now ready for principle number six. After you are saved. Are you here? After you are saved your body is still the same. <laughs> and you must keep it under control. There is one part of you that is not changed or impacted by what is going on here. It's your body. I have come to inform you this morning that if you allow your body to lead you, should I give you your fruits? Disgrace. You leave your body. It will disgrace you. <laughs> the church is very quiet. Oh. It will what? You are very quiet. Oh. Have you not gone somewhere before? As you have looked at the food, 
you have wanted to fall upon it. But you have realized that look where you are now. We don't fall upon the foot. So you have held your body under restraint and just served something small. Why? 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 Because you have realized that if you do what you do in your house or eat it how you eat in your house, Charlie, disgrace to be never so you your body, you want your body to lead you. Hey. You will overeat. Some of you, you are led by your body. That's why you are habitually late on Sunday morning. Because the body likes eating and the body likes sleeping. Listen, all of us like sleeping, but you cannot continue sleeping like that. Missions are coming if you like sleep. If you like. If you like. I'm talking to some people this morning. Please, can you ask your neighbor how many hours did you sleep last night? Your body. You are going to leave your body to control you. Your body. Uh, let's go to First Corinthians chapter nine and verse twenty-seven. The book of Corinthians was written by a remarkable man. The man is the most successful apostle in the Bible. The apostle Paul, somebody who converted straight from Judaism into Christianity. And when he converted, he came, became a very wild winner of souls. In fact, when Paul landed in the book of Acts, Peter had to take a back seat. It's true. If you open your Bible, you discover that from when his ministry begins, we don't hear of Peter much again. Yeah. Are you there? He was the one who brought the gospel to the non-Jews. That's why you and I know the gospel. If it had been left to Peter and Co., we would never have been saved. We would never have heard it. So when he landed, he just came and God used him to take over. So even the first, everything changed with the entrance of Paul. Paul is the writer of most of the New Testament. Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, you name it, he wrote it. Are you here? But look at what he's saying in 1 Corinthians 9.27. But I keep my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by enemies when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You want to follow your body? Can you give us the scripture in the NLT? Hmm. Simpler English. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Hey. Uh, please, if Paul can be disqualified, then, then, then you and I... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if Paul, if Paul can be disqualified, 
you and I, what should we say? And yet we are done for. Hey, you are not minding me again, lying this morning. Paul disqualified. Please, which book of the Bible do you read? Sorry. Which chapter of the Bible do you write? Sorry. Which, which, which verse of the Bible did you write? Even a full stop, we don't have to accredit. Hey! Paul traveled all over the then new world as it was known, preaching the gospel. Please, where have you traveled to to preach the gospel? Even to stand in front of your room on the veranda, cry. And here is somebody, after all his accomplishments, says that this body, I keep it. I like the phrase, I keep it under. I sit on it. That is why I ask that the spirit be changed. Because if your spirit is not growing and healthy, I don't know how you are going to sit on this body. Remember when we started, I told you that when you say you want to fast, the spirit says let's fast. The body says what? And your spirit that's a baby. That's why when we are praying and fasting, we don't see you. Sunday morning. The biggest problem that we have in this church on Sunday morning is where to fit people. That's why we have other branches of the church on the campus. Because we don't have space. But when I have to have a prayer meeting, I don't even bring extra chairs because Charlie <laughs> we know you will not come so we are relaxed <laughs> but Paul he took no such chance and you see some of you hide behind oh it's not that I was learning don't bring yourself at all you and I know that you don't learn 24-7 we know it Oh, it's just an excuse not to do Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. Let me do and finish for the morning. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. If you leave the body, he says, oh, I want to do the good thing, but it's all working. go to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 3. Look at it. But we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I keep on meeting young people with confidence in their flesh. You have confidence in your flesh. That's why you get up and you go to visit the guy you fall asleep in his room. You have confidence in your flesh that oh nothing will happen oh, I'll be able to get up and I'll be able to walk away sure. you'll do it once and get away with it twice and get away with it and you'll be thinking that oh if I told you you don't know that your enemy the adversary is hiding behind the door he's waiting for you you will fall you now you will not know where you fell from but oh you just fall but oh are you there? Hey. This morning you are very quiet. 
I'm just sharing with you four ways to control your flesh. Number one, be aware, and that's what I'm creating this morning. Be aware of the potential for evil that is in your flesh. Stop behaving as if you came from somewhere else. Ah. Say, neighbor, ah. And say, neighbor, that your flesh is like my flesh. There's no good inside, there's none. There's none. Do you know that that's why Jesus went to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane? When he came to earth, he came and acquired the attributes of a man. And so as he was thinking about the crucifixion, he said, ha! <laughs> hey! He began to fear for him. He said, ah, come on, ah! He realized, I won't go again, Charlie. Hey, I will change my mind and get back to heaven right now. Yeah. That was Jesus' problem. That's why he prayed. Number two, spend time fasting. You see, this one is for you to do yourself. Oh. Young man, young woman, every Friday decide that it's your fast day. Because everything that you do of a spiritual nature is against your flesh. You are keeping your flesh under. You are reminding yourself of who you are. You are letting your spirit gain some strength. Are you there? Let me show you something. As your spirit begins to grow, you see, this guy here is actually quite freestanding. So you don't have your quiet time, you don't listen to any words, you don't do anything. These two can easily link up against you. And that's why when it's time to fast, you are not winning. Because Charlie, you ain't got no chance. But as you continue to feed your spirit and as you continue to have your mind change, this alliance is what the Bible talks about. It becomes strong. Are you here? Now remember that when you gave your life to Christ, he promised you and he promised me that the Holy Spirit will come and be with us forever. I need the Holy Spirit. I need somebody. Um, MJ, come. So it can work. Are you there? But I need you to understand that the Bible also says that where the Holy Spirit is, it says that he doesn't speak of his own self. Everything that he hears, he will do. And he is the one who brings Jesus to mind. I need somebody to act as Jesus. Come. Just come quickly. Please, hold on, hold on. Let me use a guy. Hold on for me. Let me use a guy. Yeah. Jesus comes. Hey. But how many of you know that where Jesus is, God the Father is? Come. Are you here? As you begin to read and as you try to walk with the Lord, and as you, hey, you are not standing alone. No. Hey. Because the Holy Spirit is now in you. He has linked up. So now, as the Spirit says, we are about to fast. Hello? We are about to fast. Have you seen that the body Christ even retired from the fight? Because as he's looking, your mind is made up. We are fasting. Your spirit is game. Holy Ghost is there to assist with the Lord and the Father just concurring. The body it doesn't have anything. It doesn't have anything. Those of you who are slaves to pornography, you need to remember this. Stop crying. Hey, God, I'm not it again. I'm pregnant. I'm 
Stop, 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 stop. Your spirit, feed it. Let your mind be renewed. Allow the Holy Ghost to have place. After a while, you won't know when you are not interested anymore. The body is quiet. And the body will be quiet. The body will be quiet. Instead, you have been believing when the devil comes in, you will never be free. Then you say, oh, I'll never be free. Stop what you are saying there. I fell again. I went to visit him and I fell again. Silly girl, I've told you what to do. So first, be aware of the potential for evil. Second, fast on a regular basis. Third, and this one is very important for you as university students, do not give opportunity to the flesh. The fact that you are stronger, the fact that the presence of the Holy Spirit is there, the fact that you, you it doesn't mean you should also go looking for the danger. Ah, was Jesus not fully in control when the devil came and told him if you will jump from here just jump down after all and he quoted scripture that he will give his angels charge over you it's scripture you have not been reading Psalm 91 he says they will be there to bear you up so that you don't strike your foot on the, against Jesus did not use that opportunity the fact that you are stronger the fact that you are charitable does not mean you should open the door of opportunity that's why you don't go looking for trouble. You tell me you're married so you can watch pornography. You're an idiot. An idiot. This time with a capital I. When you were younger, it was a small I. Now there's big. Don't give the enemy the opportunity. Stop walking around like a harlot. Stop behaving like an unsafe person. Do not give opportunity. A scripture which you have not read neither give place to the devil listen it's the holy ghost who is polite and will wait for invitation satan does not wait for an invitation he looks for an open door stop opening your door are you in the house or not i said stop opening your door i was a total pornographist from the age of 10 Yes. Took me 12 years to get out. You are saying, hey, it's on to you. It's on to you. It's on to you. Are you here? Till today. The films you watch, I don't watch them. Till today. The films that my husband and children can I don't watch them. Why? Because once an addict, always, always, your weak point is forever your weak point. I won't go and watch it for my mind to start working. No. You drink. Then you have been delivered, you have stopped. When your sheep that you are chasing runs into the bar. <laughs> Lady, they think I'm joking, oh. When the sheep, when he runs into the bar, you stop and tell your friend, go in there and get my. Never make the mistake 
to say that, oh, media nadi, I'm free. Oh. They think you know they're doing me anything. So me, I'm going, hey! Sure. Hmm. Hmm. Are you in the house? I'm ending with a story, and it's a true story. One of the churches I was pastoring, my assistant, he used to be an alcoholic. I learned so much from him. And he gave his life to Christ. And he will stay as far. In fact, in those days, the church was small. We used to use wine for communion. He would always say that if you want me to take the communion, just give me juice. Even communion, he would not take as wine. Because he knew that Charlie. But he told me of an episode one day. He had been working. His wife was not around. His children were not around. And he was explaining to me why he always had people living in his house. And he said one day, he went into a shop to just go and buy a few groceries before going home. Right behind the counter were the different kinds of... And he said, unbidden, all of a sudden, right in that shop, he had a visit from the devil. Oh. I said, if you buy the... You know the Don Simon, they have some wine be. <laughs> so if you just... Oh. If you just buy it, you know, then nothing will happen. Oh. Then nothing will happen. I mean, it's only after all. After all, you can even be keeping it. It's only as communion. He said, all of a sudden, I'm telling you a very serious thing. He said, all of a sudden, right there, behind the till where he will pay, there was a serious battle for his life. Are you here? By the grace of God, he didn't buy it. But he took a decision that not only will he not enter where there's a drink, but even a shop like that, he won't go again. Yeah. He won't go again. He will go after all. There are so many shops in the world. Not all of them have this thing there. And then he will have other people in his house. Always. So that if even it catches him, it's like where to go and drink it, Krano. He won't get. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give place. Don't give place. Don't give place. Are you here? Don't give place. I learned so much from him. One morning we were going to name a baby and we walked into the house and the relatives had arrived. As we were greeting me, I didn't see or smell anything. But he had already seen that the family head has already opened the uh, schnapp. Oh, so he was leading. We're going around greeting. We greeted, we greeted, we greeted. When we finished, then he just announced, okay, so we'll be naming the baby outside in the courtyard. Everybody was seated. We're supposed to sit. So as we got outside, I asked him, I said, what was up? He said, mommy, you didn't see and smell the alcohol. I said, I didn't see it. He said, as soon as he said, they understood this part. I said, yes, please, we're outside. <laughs> we named that baby outside. That's the one trouble. No opportunity. I wonder what opportunities you have been given to the flesh. You know you are tired already. You have put off your phone. So that you will not be called to the morning prayer. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for your flesh to manifest. It's an opportunity. So that you can say, oh, oh, my phone was off. It was on silence from yesterday. You have given an opportunity, I tell you. You have given an opportunity. But this morning, God is going to help us. I said, God is going to help us. Finally, ask for wisdom.
to help you because sometimes you are in a situation and you need help from God to deal with your flesh. This morning I want you to stand up and I want you to start to pray for yourself. I want you to say, Lord, help me. Help me. My mind needs to be renewed. Help me. My thought life needs to come under. Give us the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Oh yes. Taking captive every thought. I believe it's verse 4. 4 or 5. Give it to us now. I want you to begin to pray. Oh please hurry up. This morning as you stand. The scripture says casting down. No just give us that scripture so we can read it. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This morning, begin to pray. Begin to pray that your thoughts will, will, will let go and that they will be in obedience to Christ. Begin to talk to the Lord and ask him for the grace to have a daily quiet time. Begin to talk to him and ask him to help you to love the word, reading the word, listening to the word. Another source that will help you is the reading of Christian literature. It will help you. Oh, talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you. Oh, Lord, our minds need to be renewed. I need to think like you think, Lord. Oh, deliver me from this mind. Let your word be food to my spirit, Lord. May I be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Oh, help me, Lord. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning. Forgive us for leaving the door open for the enemy to visit and overtake us. 
Help us now, Lord, to walk in the way that we must so that we will be able to stand upright as your children. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning, you are here and you are also battling with different things. Try it to, to be upright. I need to tell you something. Without giving your life to Jesus, you're not going to suffer. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be able to do it on your own. But when you come to him, you have so much help. When you have not given your life to him, the Holy Spirit is not with you. The Lord is not with you. But this morning, you want to give your life to Christ and invite him to let him and his spirit dwell within you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Just lift up your right hand. You're just a prayer away. We're going to pray together. Just lift up your right hand. We want to pray. You want to give your life to Jesus. If your hand is up, just come to me. We're going to pray together. Just come to me and let's pray. Just step out of where you are. Come to me. We'll pray together. Step out boldly and come. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Just join him. Join your way. God bless you. Please make it easy for people to come. Help. Just come. Just come. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart this morning. He's calling you. He says, come. Come. The door is still open. Come. There's room for you. Come. There's a place for you. Just come. here this morning. I want you to pray after me and make this, this prayer your prayer. And if you're in the congregation, just help us. Join us as we pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning as a sinner. Please wash me. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior. And you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I D S. God richly bless you.